Hey, Tiff. What up, Chris? Let's start the song. I love this song. Is that a joke? Is that a joke? Is that a joke? Is that a joke? No. Hey, folks, welcome back to our podcast. Oh, whose podcast? Our podcast. What? 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 What's going on? What? Are you okay? What's happening here, Tiffany? I have a podcast? Yes. With... Moi. Shit. And today... <laughs> after Tiffany... I could have done that for 30 minutes. <laughs> that, that is why. Yeah. That is why I... I saw the look in your eye and go, she's going to do this until I move on. <laughs> uh, but fair enough. I appreciate you sticking to your guns. Thank you so much. Speaking of guns, this person probably doesn't like them. We're going to talk about Katy Perry. What a bad segue. It was. <laughs> it was not one of my best. Not even one I would want remembered, quite frankly. I'm going to always remember it. Unlike Katy Perry songs, y'all, I'm coming in this shit blind, dirt than normal, because <laughs> I just realized I only really know Katy Perry singles, and I don't know them in order. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's actually, I was going to kind of start off with. I was curious. It's like, what is your relationship to Katy Perry music? And it so, sounds like that's it. She kissed a girl and she liked it. She, she told me something about last Friday night. Mm-hmm. She, nope, that's Taylor Swift. Uh, Swish, no, Swish, no, Swish. No, yes. No, I was going to say a Taylor oh, Swift song. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, um, She wanted to see my Peacock mm-hmm. and some other stuff. Dark Horse, E.T. Yeah. I know, like, singles, but I didn't ever care enough for her voice to, like, be like, oh, there's an album I need. Yeah. And I think, Tiffany, that a lot of people share that sentiment, including I, myself. I think it's the right sentiment. She has, she is, like, such a textbook definition of a singles artist. I dare say she is, like, at least for our generation, maybe, like, the model of it. Not even that she has the best singles. It's just there's such a disparity between thinking about her singles and her albums. Would you sing all the singles ladies, all the singles ladies? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, me either. Yeah, I'm I'm glad. You'd you'd be a real jag off if you sang that, <laughs> yeah. quite frankly. How embarrassing that would be. <laughs> How embarrassing for you. <laughs> no, we're we're here to take her down a notch. Uh similar to our piece we did on Lynn Manuel Miranda. Honestly, we talked about this off pod. It's more that like Katy Perry has done a lot of things that have personally bugged me. And Tiffany is just kind of here to either react, commentate, or just bring up whatever she wants. Yeah, I'm here to do whatever the fuck I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to it. So, like, I have sort of a goal for this episode. I'm going to let Tiffany run wild and just see what happens. I thought about making my goal to be the most disruptive as possible, but that feels too mean, so I will not. I appreciate that. It probably would have been fun. We might have to re-examine something like that it just wasn't gonna be this one yeah yeah but we can totally try that again later absolutely tell me your thoughts about her early shit we're not talking christian music yes we're gonna exclude that phase of her career because she went by a different name it's not at all representative of the music she went on to make it is a battle and it's more set (laughs) and precious that too it's not particularly good (laughs) it's a hot weird mess and listen when it comes to Katy perry not good music that is a relationship that will be fostered for many many years but there's less to say about that stuff. Than... You know what's really weird? What's up? Is she was so popular during the time of The Sims 3 mm-hmm. that she has a whole Sims 3 pack that was just like Katy Perry inspired. And it's all like <laughs> food and stuff from the California girls' time. That's right, yeah. Isn't that weird? That is odd. Mm-hmm. I owned the Katy Perry pack, but only because it had cute clothes. That's the thing, though. Even as a single artist, Katy Perry worked with a lot of like 
music directors and like producers and people in general that really gave her like a clear image. I was gonna say, she's very singles driven, but her image i think that's part of why she's kind of fallen off now mm-hmm. her image became a hot mess as opposed to like i'm a yummy little girl don't you want to eat some candy canes off my titties and you know it's it's that's actually very true and there's actually a specific time period where people argue like she made that point where she crossed over from kind of the ditzy cutesy crassness to an era that just did not work for her and like you E.T.? said no oh no, not E.T. It's actually a whole album. E.T. is like, we'll talk about E.T., but first, I want to rewind back a Let's bit. Let's go all the way. Whoop, 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 whoop. So, first thing, Katy Perry. It's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Katy Perry is doing her thing, and uh, the first thing she does is she releases two songs, not too close to each other, in my mind, that really colored my early uh, impression of her. Okay. Those are the songs, I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It. Of course. It was her first big hit. Of course. It also really reminded me of the song, You're So Gay. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, just... just a, Now, that album came out in 2008, and that is some 2008 levels homophobia right it's there. It's some big OA energy in the worst ways. Yes, very much like, not even in a way that I would say is hateful or bigoted, just so thoughtless and careless, you know? It also just felt like the time to me, because mm-hmm. that was also the time... That I felt like a lot of girls were like, do I want to kiss girls sometimes to go to the club? Yes. And, like, that was such a time of, like, y'all, if you want to kiss girls, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why are you asking me, this random stranger? Why are you pretending it's a weird, hot thing you do? Yeah. If you want to kiss girls, I don't care. Yeah, and let me tell you, the gay girls in that situation don't love being treated that way either. <laughs> Just thought of... what. Do women don't want to be treated like a weird thing to get used? Yeah, even by other women? Oh my god. No. Stop the presses. Yeah, stop those presses, please. Yo, stop the presses. That's what I say at the gym. I, just I don't walk, get it. I just walk in and I'm like, stop the presses. I don't, I don't get it. And all the dudes doing bench press are like, shut the fuck up, you little baby. And I'm just like, yes, sir. And I leave. Oh, because bench presses. Not, yeah. Not press presses. I'm a little idiot today. Welcome to it. <laughs> I actually did get it. I just love being an asshole. Continue. No, that's... We were... I was partially prepared for that. What? Well, because you'd said off the pod, and literally at the beginning of this pod, (laughs) so don't pull this card on me. What? (laughs) I like that you really had to be like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. So, yeah, I Kissed a Girl was a fucking time and space. Mm Mm-hmm. What was the other one, though? Uh, The other main single from that area? Yeah, You're So Gay was also on the same album. But oh. but the two main singles after that that I think more people associate this album with are definitely Waking Up in Vegas and Hot and Cold. Especially Hot yeah, and Cold. Hey, cold. Yeah. So like, Hot and Cold was on Just Dance, and I did not like it as a song, but it had a fun dance on Just Dance. Okay. So I, ha- I, do- I know it, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> you know, I never liked the song that much either. I don't know why, but it's not even... It's I'm- just opposites. Yeah, it's like, and even like, it's not even lyrically that it bugs me. I just, the sound of it bugged me back in the day. Just It never really made me feel like a plastic bag, you know? Yeah, and that's that's something that hopefully she will correct in her future music. <laughs> so that was, those are like the main singles that kind of define that early era. And it was just not for me, because that was also at a time where I was a bit snobby about like vocals. And like, they were catchy. <laughs> but... Her vocals were garbage. Yeah. 
Always have been. And so, like, I was just like, this sucks. You also don't sing Katy Perry songs. You weirdly talk Katy Perry songs. You <laughs> yeah. say, you don't say. What's the song you say? I was just saying, it's like, you PMS like a bitch. I would know. Like, you don't, you weirdly say it, like you're gonna sing it, but it's a talk thing. Like, it's not. Yeah, even I kissed a girl. I was like, I kissed a girl and I liked it. The chase, the taste of her Larry. Ch- cherry. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Back it up for a her second. Larry Lapstick. Lapstick, yeah. What I the kissed fuck? a Merle and I liked it. Yeah. What the hell, <laughs> I love her Mary Chapman. <laughs> That Larry Chapstick. <laughs> Sorry. I literally was going to let it go. And then I, it just kept happening. It just kept happening. I can't blame you, Tiffany. Just, <laughs> I, I literally couldn't stop laughing. Um, so yeah, her Larry Chapstick was just not for me. <laughs> Same here. Not about that Larry. Now, her next album, and arguably, this is kind of when she is sort of at her peak. Because her next album is a little ditty called Teenage Dream. Is that California Girls? Yes. And last Friday night. The first force, the first five songs in order are Teenage Dream, Last Friday Night, California Girls, Firework, Peacock. Like that. See, I'll, Peacock wasn't a single single to me. I had that's friends a good who point. loved Katy Perry though, and it's the only reason I know Peacock. It's more of a B side yeah, single than a main single. But like, I enjoyed. I think at that time, Peacock was my favorite Katy Perry song. It's a fun song. It was just a fun song, but like. That was such a weird time where we were all just like, so we're going to let this one pretend she's a teen? <laughs> yeah. We're all just going to let her pretend she's a teen? Yeah, that, that was a funny thing. Although I will have to say, Teenage Dream has always been one of my favorite Carrie per- Katy Perry songs. It sounds... Carrie the- Perry. Carrie Perry. <laughs> it sounds the most like the big anthemic anthem she's always wanted. And California girls are up about. Once again... I am talking about Teenage Dream, the song. Although, I do have... Oh, you didn't specify the song. Yes, the song Teenage Dream. Oh, I thought you were saying the album. No, no. I would say the song. Although, I'm going to say this too. I have a lot of fun feelings for California Girls. It is a very silly song, but that's all it wants to be, so I can't really judge it. It's the one where she was the most, like, eat candy off my titties. Yes, that was the most, like, it's weird, but, like, that was definitely Katy Perry, like, at her best, in that she was good at being kind of a ditzy, promiscuous figure. Cartoon. Yeah. She was a ditzy, promiscuous cartoon. She was not a real woman in that to me. Teenage Dream was like the last real song she kind of made. And even then, as a real song, like it's it's a, it's a also a very silly song, but it feels the most about something. Yeah. Certainly more than Last Friday Night or... Although I will say, gosh, I do have a soft spot for Firework. It's just a good sounding song. I finally got to feel like a plastic bag. That is great. Is it? What? Is it good? Are yeah. You, are you glad you got yeah. to feel like a plastic bag? I would really, like, you know how sometimes, okay, hear me out. Mm-hmm. So do you ever feel like a plastic bag floating in the wind? <laughs> no. No. That's a silly question you've asked me, and I do not feel that way. <laughs> I'm really mad because you know it's good. <laughs> it's just such a wild song, but like. For me, Firework is the one that everyone loves to scream sing, and that's what made it the most fun to sing. Yeah, it's the one that has the most, like, I don't know how to say this, it has the most identifiable melody to it. It's the less talk-singy one It's so more far. iconic to me. Yeah, I think that's a fair word for it. It's, 
it's the only word I have. It's just more iconic. It's a big schmaltzy feel good hit, but I think it's a good schmaltzy feel good hit. What'd you call me? Nothing. What'd you call me? I'm not even talking about you. Oh my you. god, why are you always talking about black women like this? You gotta be better about these things. <laughs> I would at least appreciate if you've picked a word or a sentiment to latch onto <laughs> instead of just kind of making a b-turn in the middle of my sentence <laughs> this is the second time i've done this to him today about shit that's off. you pointed at a cat earlier and i still want what'd you call me <laughs> yes yes she did but i get it so yeah this uh this teenage dream era uh the only song on here that i would say is like i don't know a miss quote unquote Uh-oh. and i think we might disagree on this Uh oh et i love et et is the best no notes I was going to say, but E.T. is so singular and silly. It's like, I, I can't really disparage anyone for liking it. I also told you uh, they brought back pop-up videos once. That's right, Around yes. when E.T. was happening. One of the things was like, oh, this song is about when she was with What's-His-Nuts. Russell Brand? Yeah. That's right, yeah. They were like, it's because he was not an American, and it's about him being an alien. <laughs> and I think about that a lot. Uh, what a... <laughs> You're so hypnotizing. It's just such a dumb song. Yeah. And Absolutely. I love dumb songs. Yeah, no, it, it's so brash with it. You can't help but be enamored by it. Like, the Kanye verse? I barely count it, because it was a radio-exclusive thing. Yeah, it's true. It's not on the album. No, And uh, I prefer that way. Even though I do, too. The bridge that replaces it is not, like, the best thing ever, you know? It's a little this rough. This is transcendental on another level. Kanye's coming back for raps. <laughs> I would love it if there was a different version where she was, like, trying to keep Kanye out of the studio. And you could just hear in the background just, like, let me in. Let me in. Kanye, ooh. Kanye, ooh. She just starts ooing. Yo, yo, Katy Perry looking real white. Wow. Wow. That's just how she tries to make someone (laughs) not hear him. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's that. It is pure that. Running that. Yes. So, from this era. Who next? I will say, though, and oh, unfortunately, no, that's totally fine. There, I'm going to have to cast a tiny little dark cloud over what has otherwise been a pretty fun discussion so far. That is because it's going to come into play later. A big reason a lot of these songs work, uh, specifically from this album and a little bit before the last album, is because they were produced by a person called Dr. Luke. And yeah, yeah. I, I only say that because yeah. I, I feel like for that time, Dr. Luke and Katy Perry were like real hand in hand. You know, he was going up there accepting the Grammys with her as well. Yeah, for sure. We won't get into details, but fuck that dude. He won't be a factor later in the story. Hard pass. Let's go. But I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Now, the next era, and I'm kind of measuring these era, eras more era, by her era. albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are some weird little mistakes that aren't album specific. In fact, this album, you know what? This album came out later, so I'm going to say this weird thing she did on Snapchat once. And feel free to commentate. So one time on Snapchat, she dyed her hair black again. No. She dyed her hair from black to blonde, I believe. Okay. And she was, like, drinking a tea with her friends in the car. And they were, like... This was around 2013-ish. I was going to say 1213. Yeah, yeah. Snapchat. Yes, exactly. And she was... uh, talking to the Snapchat fans, and she was like, you guys say you miss my black hair. It's like, you miss the black. It's like, oh, did you say that when Barack Obama left office? Oh. And then she giggled to herself and ended the Snapchat. Huh. And then a day later, an apology tour had to roll out because, whoops. Huh. You've got, huh. Yeah. What a weird thing to say, right? Huh. 
I don't know what you want from me. I'm literally broken. You I don't, did not know about this. You do not even have to like react to it if you don't feel it is like. I'm if physically you feel, upset. I was gonna say if you feel like this kind of shit is beneath you. I just want to say that because unfortunately I saw that video like in real time, and it's just every time I hear Katy Perry, that little snip, that snippet of her, it's like, did you guys see that when Obama left office? It's like in the back of my head for like ever now. So firstly, well, then I'm, it had to be later than 2013. I guess when Obama left, or when he was like the last year on his way out. But then it's for Trump years. I don't think it was during the Trump years, but. Like, I think it was during the last year of his second term when he was definitely going to That's what I'm saying. That's later than 2013. Yeah. Sorry. That's all I meant. That's what I mean. Is like, yes, it was probably later than It would have been more like 2015. So it might have been. I think 2015 is right. Sorry. 2013 is too early. Obama was still Obama. He was. He was still Obamaing around the world. (laughs) Doing what he does. Long. Anyway. (laughs) So that happened. Uh, And then before that, she released an album, I guess. Now, this album was a little ditty called Prism. And a lot of people This claim, is where I don't know. Yes. You know these songs, but you don't know this era. Do I? And I will say, this is the era where people say she, quote-unquote, started to fell off. Fall off? Yes, but unfortunately they phrased it as fell off, and I then I didn't it. correct it in my head. I always do. So that's why it happened. So, so sorry. No, no, that's all good. So the number one single from this, and the first song on the album, I'm, I'm sure you remember this, Roar. Oh, yeah. I genuinely said, what's between Last Friday Night and Dark Horse? Mm-hmm. Like, I legit yeah. forgot. And that's totally fair. Also, because, and you, feel free to disagree, I think Roar is a fucking awful song. I just don't think about it. That's what I think is awful about it. It's not outwardly annoying or bad to listen to, but it just evaporates the second you're not listening to it. See, but I feel like if I thought something was truly awful, it would stick with me because I would hate it more. Mm. And this is just difference of opinions on yeah. how people perceive badness. That's all I mean. And I think that's neat, you know? Because, yeah, so that is why I'd say this is, for me anyway, one of her worst singles. What else is on that album? Now, on that album as well, I'm glad you asked. Another song we've talked about for One You Know Better, a little ditty called Dark Horse. Okay, cool. I'm glad I'm not too far off. Yes. I was going to say, it was the same album too, so you were around that I stand by area. my opinions of Dark Horse. Dark Horse wants to be E.T., which is really funny to me, because E.T. is already a weird little mess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so you're like, this shouldn't be who you want to be. This yeah. is a mess. I was going to say, and it's definitely worse off for being an E.T. clone. Dark Horse is a nasty mess. Like, it's not even like... E.T. was a fun, weird little... Do you want to get fucked by an alien? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Dark Horse was like, how did you get here? Who let you in my house? That's the thing. E.T., as silly and crass as it is, at least it has a very clear concept. You know? What is Dark Horse about? The music video would tell you that she's some sort of weird Egyptian god pharaoh that is, like, cursing men that are not good enough for her. I know that I know the words to Dark Horse, but I literally can't remember that. (laughs) That's the thing. Honestly... I don't remember any Katy Perry lyrics. I do remember Juicy J dropping a juicy Jeffrey Dahmer reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is only the second time I've heard that in pop, because I remember when Kesha did that in her cannibal days. We were like, oh my god, Kesha! And then when Juicy J did it, I was like, just ripping off Kesha. Yeah, Kesha did this first. (laughs) It's like, clearly Juicy J is just a big Kesha fan. Who isn't? Who who isn't? Who isn't an animal? (laughs) I believe that's what her fans are. I think so, yeah. Yeah, they're animals. It's a single from her first album. You're right. You're, you're right. You're right. right. Ah. So, 
those are like the two memorable singles, let's say. Because after that, we have a lot of singles that really lose staying power. Firstly, the third album track is called Birthday, and it is about birthday sex. It I already is... know the song Birthday Sex. Exactly. Although, I will say Birthday is like a fun song, in that it just kind of feels like it should have been on Teenage Dream or something. But, I already know the song Birthday Sex. Mm-hmm. It's the best day of the year, girl. Yeah. I think I prefer the Katy Perry version, but the Jeremiah version has a lot of charms, too, so... That's more of a personal preference. But it's your birthday, and I know you want to ride out. I'm moving on from this. <laughs> no! What's up? What would you like me to say? Or, like, what is... Some... Or not specifically what you want me to say. What is uh, the opinion you want me to express? You know what? What do you want me to do here, Tiffany? <laughs> That's my question to you. What do you want me to do here? I, do you like that I said no? That I said, I'm going to let him sit in this. Yeah. <laughs> I just... What's up? I love Jeremiah so much. It's okay. that weirdly made me go, there's no way a Katy Perry song's better. That's understandable. <laughs> like, he's also trash. Mm-hmm. But in a way that weirdly was charming for me yeah yeah i think you could totally make a case for jeremiah's that kind of pleasure totally like it was trash but i loved it you know what i was kind of doing some jeremiah slander and you were here to say listen i want to stand up for him just a little bit in a very specific way in a really i'm not saying what an artist Mm because we talked about his bad rhymes but he's got some bobs I think that's fair, Tiffany. <laughs> so yeah, I may prefer the Katy Perry birthday, but again, there's n- totally nothing wrong with. Some there good is Jeremiah. a wrong answer, but we won't tell you what it is. Yeah, you you find that yourself. The last of there's two more singles off this album. Uh, we don't have to talk about them that much, luckily. One is unconditionally. I don't even know if I know that. Like it's you're a- past where I know Katy Perry, and that's fair. This is this is why I'm saying this is her fell off period. You know, uh, unconditionally is really it's a shitty. A schmaltzy ballad. It's not good. In fact, it's mostly bad because of the way she pronounces it. Unconditionally. She, like, sounds out the whole word, and it's one of the most infuriating things to listen to for some reason. Now hear me out. I'm here. Follow me on this journey. What's up? Have you considered that maybe Katy Perry is a really big K-pop fan? Follow me. Mm-hmm. And she heard when Girls' Generation said telepathy instead of telepathy. And she said, I've gotta really enunciate so they know what i'm saying <laughs> do you remember when girls generation did that i don't know so like, long ago i was gonna say so for this so it probably happened before this 2013 album though. yes and well before she was recording it in like 2012 maybe 2011 uh, i don't know how old teleposse is actually because the thing is that's the only part of it that i might have issue with because i actually could totally believe Katy perry being like a k-pop fan that's all i'm saying yeah there's just so many lines like that in like k-pop and j-pop where you're like i know what you're going for mm-hmm Maybe she was like, I'm going to help. I'm going to make sure people know my lyrics. Possibly. Unconditionally. And the last one, which we talked a little off the pod, is a little ditty called This Is How We Do. Tell them what you told me, because I'm mad. Absolutely. So this is how we do uh, from the song is using some very interesting interpretation of Ebonics. Is that how it's pronounced? Thank you, Ebonics. Uh, but the music video has Katy Perry in cornrows uh, eating cartoonishly large watermelons with gold fillings in her teeth. It's so blatantly racist, I don't know what she or the music video director were thinking. So I have a guess. Yes. 
Number one, this made me so angry right before we recorded you told me this, and we had to vamp for a while because I was mad. Because it sucks. I was so upset. I didn't even know, because I don't jam with Katy Perry on a good day. Yeah. So my new guess is, is that or is not not around the time of Bangers? It was, because Bangers was also 2013. They said, if Miley can do it, we can too. I think that might have been it. That's my real guess. Especially because the song is so disconnected that I I could totally bet that they saw the music videos and the PR stuff that Miley, Miley was Miley had Ludacris and Nelly and other real people in the industry, and no one was going to do that with Katy Perry. And that's also kind of what Katy Perry does in general up to this point. She mostly just followed pop music trends. Like, she never created an iconic sound. She was just following what was already established. So It just makes me so mad. Like, it sucks. I already didn't like Katy Perry, and now I have real reasons to be like, you racist bitch. <laughs> that fucking sucked. That so, fucking sucks. Now, we are going to enter the last era. She actually has two more albums. How? But this album coming up, that released in the year of our Lord, 2017, was so critically panned, a lot of people say this straight up killed her career. Do that, I even know anything off of it? Let's see. The album is called Witness. Now, actually, you know at least one song. Now there's three major singles from this. I'll you don't just know list what them. I know. I'm just saying. I do know that. You've literally mentioned this song like before the pod, which oh, is why fuck. I'm saying that. Okay. So yeah. I think I know. Oh my god, just do the thing. <laughs> First big uh, pop single was "Chain to the Rhythm." You might have, maybe you listen to that if like you play the song, but you certainly are not going to know it by the weird ass title. Sure don't. Uh, the next one was a little combination or a little combo with Migos called "Bon Appetit." I more than understand if you don't remember this one. It flopped oh, hard. No. The third and last single for this song was Swish Swish. I only know Swish Swish. I've never actually heard Swish Swish. I, I, I figured I guessed that when you mentioned it. And that's because a lot of people haven't. A lot of these songs have gone unheard. I just know Swish Swish, bitch. Yeah. And, of course, we know that Swish Swish was supposed to be her comeback attempt from Taylor Swift's Bad Blood. Yes. Which is, I'm just going to say it, probably a better song. Maybe, actually. Bad Blood. Bad Blood? Maybe. I love Bad Blood. Maybe. I, I have no love for Bad Blood, but it might be a better song than Swish Swish. I don't think it takes that much work to be a better song than a Katy Perry song, but that's just because I'm a hater. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's the thing. is like As songs, they're kind of hovering around the same territory of trash, but Taylor's is just much more it, When singular. Taylor Swift does fun, mm-hmm. and it feels more genuine instead of like a... Shake It Off, which felt performative fun. Yeah, yeah. She's fun. Yeah. And so, like, Bad Blood was just fun. That, that's the thing. Like, I don't have any love for Bad Blood, but you can totally make the argument that it's just Bad a fun, Blood enjoyable song. Bad Blood made me feel, I think, kind of what Katy Perry wanted me to feel during Teenage Dream. Like, it did scratch that feeling of, like, I used to love her so much, but now I cannot be in a room with her. Huh. It made me feel that feeling. Interesting. Interesting comparison. That's all I'm saying. And so it, like, hits this specific teenage spot in my brain. That is a a good uh, summation of bad blood. Yeah, it is. I have to say. Now... Do you like that? I was like, yeah, sure is. Sure, yeah. Hey! Now, Chain to the Rhythm was actually a song I liked quite a bit, mostly because it was co-produced by Sia. And it sounds a little bit like the Sia pop era, like Mm -hmm. uh, when she released that album, uh, This Is Acting. Yeah. And even that stuff, B tier C at that time, was still fun to me. Now, the big thing behind this album is for the PR rollout, Katy Perry went woke. 
She did a whole press tour where she talked about how she's learning, she's listening. She talked with activists. She talked with Caitlyn Jenner and many other activists at a sit-down table one time. She uh, really, really started stooping hard for Hillary Clinton before this. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm already exhausted. That's the thing. That's what people, that's what everyone was saying. It's like, Katy Perry, it's like, it's cool that you want to learn, but it's like, but to treat it as advertisement for your album? Mm. No. You can't treat activism like it's something fun to do because you're like, but also my album? Yes, exactly. So that PR stunt combined with the very forgettable singles, even if I do kind of have a soft spot for Change of Rhythm, that is why I'm saying a lot of people are saying this album kind of killed her career. Because she released another album after this, but the singles on that really did not perform well. This, the album was called Smile. The biggest singer was the biggest single. Sorry, was never really over. Do you remember that one? I haven't remembered anything for like two albums, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. That that album, Smile, Post Witness, that came out in 2020. So that means 2019 might have been when those singles were floating around. I'm just saying, like I, yeah. the last real Katy Perry song I really remember hearing is Dark Horse. You've left me albums ago. Yeah, I was gonna say Dark Horse. I think for a lot of people was kind of a finishing chapter. Yeah. So no, this uh, this this whole Witness album, this really, really put Katy Perry in a losing position to the point where now she doesn't really do singles anymore. From what I've heard, she is a Las Vegas act. Wow. S- singing through her classics with big, like, glitzy Vegas production. Yeah. So now I have a very important question. Yes, what's up? What's up? Katy Perry. We've yes. talked about her. Yes. We have opinions about her. We do. Better or worse than Big Baby? I mean, worse. Big Baby never had a Witness period. <laughs> <laughs> Big yes. Baby never released a music video like this is how we do. Big Baby would never. Yeah, so that on that front, yes. But you know, I actually counter question Tiffany for you. Okay. What is your favorite Katy Perry single? Like if it just if you had to do one just off the cuff right now. To sing or to hear? Because those mm. are different. Let's hear to sing first. What's your favorite one to sing? E.T. E.T. is such a fun song to know all the words to. Yeah, it's it's got a really interesting like da da papa do da. Put it in my penis. Anyway, what? Move along. Let's talk about that hearing one. What are you listening to? (laughs) What is your favorite Katy Perry single to just listen to then? Oh, man. I didn't realize it until I listened to it last year. It Mm -hmm. might be California Girls. That's a good choice. (laughs) I like weirdly got really into California. Friend of the pod, Dorothy Brune, used to have a phone. And the only phone, the only song on that phone was the song "California Girls," <laughs> and so you did a little dance to it for her one of the first times y'all met, and and made me rediscover that I love just listening to it during the summer. Yeah, like it's a summer bop, and so I think it's "California Girls." I think that's a good choice. I I, I have a lot of love for "California Girls." It's very silly, very fun, very uh, very saucy kind of song. And I love a sauce. I did too. It's very crass in the way that Katy Perry should have been for more of her career. Also because, as we've discussed, I love a slutty baby. That's a very slutty baby vibe from that song. <laughs> like California Girl yeah. is such a slutty baby. Definitely. <laughs> it's You could see Betty Boop performing it's, that. Her tits are to the sky and fucking huge. Like, yeah. it is big Betty Boop titty energy. Well, like, Tiffany... I'm going to ask myself these questions. Oh, no, life. hey, shut up. It's my time. Oh, you know, you go ahead, Tiffany. I guess since I just learned we have this podcast together. I don't know, man. What are your favorite? What's your favorite Katy Perry song to hear? 
my favorite Carrie Perry song to hear. Uh, and I'm doing a quick little look over the stuff just to confirm it. But yeah, I'm still going to say Teenage Dream. That's a good one. It's a big sweeping anthem and uh, Papa enjoy. And if you had to do a Katy Perry song at like karaoke or in your car, mm-hmm. what's your favorite one for sayings? I'm actually going to I'm gonna pick up uh, something you said earlier. I'm going to go Firework. Because you do want to feel like a plastic bag. Plus, that's like, no. Plus, that's <laughs> like the song. Like you said this earlier, it's the most, it's the less talk singing of her yes, entire discography. It is. And it's also nice for me personally because it's a song that sounds really good if you see sing it in like a low male register. See, I love harmonizing down with it because I'm just a little low voice lady. Yeah. And like when you sing it in a lower register, it's just a prettier song. I agree. So those would be my answers. I just think E.T. is so fun to know the words too. It's, a, it's, it's not even that it's fun to sing physically, mm-hmm. but it's such a dumb song to know every word to. It's one that reveals more and more insanity the more you <laughs> dig in. Like you're like, hold on, what am I saying? Well, you know, even though this was meant to be sort of a semi-takedown episode, I'm glad we kind of ended it on a positive note of what we liked about so. it. Also, never forget, Big Baby's better. <laughs> yeah, Big Baby better. Big Baby better. So next time, next time Katy Perry is on Twitter trying to tell you to vote for a fucking Republican uh, office. Uh, oh, you know what she did? She told people to vote for Rick Caruso, who is a former Republican yep. billionaire yep. who turned Democrat. Yep. So even now, Katy Perry still is making weird PR mistakes. But, Katy Perry not doing her boost. Yes, but you folks out there on Twitter, you can go to her Twitter account and you can say, L, plus you fell off, plus big baby better. <laughs> Please add plus big baby better. That's really fucking funny. And folks, while you're on Twitter, <gasps> why don't you mosey on down to our Twitter account? Mo- we're, tell them where to mosey. Oh, I will. We're going to mosey on down to our Twitter account, which is the handle at JokesterPod. That is JokesterPod, J-O-K-E-S-T-E-R-P-O-D. And if you want to reach us with a slightly more personal but less creepy uh, sentiment. No, no, no. Both not creepy. Mm-hmm. Both not creepy. Should be the same amount as creepy as Twitter, because both oh, not yeah. creepy. I, I guess I uh, I just... You know what? That was my fault. I assumed that our fans would try to not be creepy on Twitter, so... That's a weird assumption. So let's just hope that that sticks. Both but not creepy. You can Where find go? You can find our email. That is jokesterpod at gmail.com. Ooh. Find us where podcasts are. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell... Your dad, tell your dad's friends, tell your mom's cousin's friends. I don't fucking care. Tell everybody. Leave us reviews so people can find us because it would help the pot a lot. Because we're just two little idiots doing our best. (laughs) Hell yeah, folks. Help us out, why don't you? Now, we're going to end the pod like we end the pod every time. Mm Mm-hmm. California girls is unforgettable. Copyright striker pod is canceled. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Say bye, Tiffany. No! Okay.